Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman Twitter feud is the best thing to happen to the internet ever. And yes, I'm including you every cat video ever made. May 21st, 2021 has now been dubbed Keanu Reeves Day. And Samuel L. Jackson just made the world a better place. All of this and so much more on The Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! Listen! Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey! Cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important! If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Let me ask a question. Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And welcome to the Geek Underground episode number 44. Here really? With that many? Yeah, that many already. That's not really that many, though. This is Deadpool. And the Trash Panda. I'm going to just apologize right now. I might sound either slow or quiet or anything else. I actually have a chest infection. <laughs> I ended up at A&E on Saturday because I couldn't breathe properly. So I'm not particularly going to be loud and obnoxious like i normally am so sorry about that oh sad day no obnoxiousness coming no, from trash panda no it's gonna make this that's <laughs> gonna be fun sorry. Um, but we are into the season now uh, the age-old tradition of the mall santa that's the time of year we are in. We're just over a week and a half from Christmas, so I guess we're well into this age-old tradition mm-hmm. of mall Santas. But but really, like when you think about a mall Santa, and I was thinking about, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but it, it just really, <laughs> imagine if somebody tried to institute the mall Santa in today's age of child safety and Me Too, and you just... You know, here's this guy. We're going to go take our kids, put them on a stranger's lap, and they want to to whisper things in his ear for what they want. What can Santa get for you? You know, it just, it seems creepy to me. I don't know if that seems okay. I mean, it's not... And maybe it's just this culture we're in now where we're hypersensitive towards everything, but it just seems like a creepy endeavor for parents to all of a sudden just want to take their kids. Yeah, but I'm, I think the way we are hypersensitive, but I think that makes us even more sensitive in the fact that everybody goes and gets like ridiculous amount of um, like background checks and stuff. So I think I'm pretty sure that we're we can be safely saying that we're not going to have like horrible, nasty, you know, I mean, yes. And no, some of these people don't have a job the other 11 months of the year. And just because they look the part of Santa, which a lot of times is kind of homeless hobo, uh, they get given these roles. And and I don't know if that's always the, the best thing. And we even just had a Santa brawl out in Russia where two Santas were fighting over the same mall territory. You know, the, the, these are people sometimes that are, I don't think they are as vetted as well as we think. They just look the part. Hey, that person looks the part. They're Santa. Great. And let's give our kids to that guy. No, I think they have to be vetted. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you have to. I mean... Over here, you can't do I mean, anything so. working with children. So. You can't. It would be illegal for them to do it otherwise. If they didn't have a background check, a full DBS background check, they wouldn't be allowed to do it. Simple as that. All right. Well, if you could pick 
anyone to play Santa and you could sit on their lap. Whose lap would you want to sit on? And you could even pick if you want to pick Thor, if you want to pick Chris Hemsworth, you can do that. Oh, see, this is tricky because uh, there's two ways you could go about this. Uh, one, I could go for people I think would make brilliant Santas like David Jason. Amazing Santa. No idea who that is. Yes, you do. David Jason. He does the voice of the voice, the only person who did the voice of Danger Mouse because that new trash isn't Danger Mouse. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I have um, no his voice then. And then I was watching the Darling Buds of May the other day. The guy, the main guy in that, he was in Only Fools and Horses. He's, I mean, an amazingly cool actor. But you should pick Chris Hemsworth. You saw what he looked like at the end okay. of Endgame. Because, I mean, got... he, had the, he had the jiggly belly. I mean, he was perfect. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is perfect now But then that. you've got somebody like James Cosmo, who would also make a brilliant yes. Santa. Wouldn't Come mind on. sitting on his lap. W- wouldn't bro Thor. Would, well, wouldn't bro Thor. <laughs> Kemsworth would, but I know that that's a fat suit. And the thing is, is that as much no, as I would not. like to sit on... He method acted and put all that weight on. No, he on. didn't. As much as I'd like to sit on Hemsworth's lap, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be a very comfortable lap to sit on because that guy is like buff and yeah. those muscles are going to be really, really uncomfortable to sit on. And that's part of the thing is that you've got to sit there for a while and I don't want to be uncomfortable sitting on Santa's knee. Yeah, You so, have to imagine if that was Christian Bale in the role of Thor, though, he would have halted production for a year just so he could put the weight probably. on. And then, I mean, that's that, I mean, that guy's crazy. That guy's yeah, crazy. No, I, I don't um, like that. Um, then you go into well, so the So who are of... you going to pick, though? I've just All you have to do is pick someone. Okay, so I'm going to pick this person simply because i know you would be with me and then you would get to sit on his lap as well so i'll go for ryan reynolds just so that you can you get can't to sit take on his lap. mine you can't take but then mine you, but i'm doing it so that you can then meet Th- him this is for you and I- i'd say what i'd say my my biggest wish this year is that you would give my husband a massive hug and you'd sign him an autograph i've already got his autograph but not in person no I, I won it through a contest. But oh, was... I know it's actually his autograph, but I would then you could meet him. Okay. But that's mine. Though. Okay, so if it wasn't for me, if you had to pick the, the Santa, you could George sit on. George Lucas. George Lucas. And he's got the beard. He could kind of pull it off. Yeah. I want to shake that man's hand. Well, you could shake his hand while sitting in his lap. Yeah, but that's <laughs> all I would do is I'd just throw my arms around and give him a big hug and say thank you. And I then s- I would cry. And then you'd cry. Well, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, though... Um, I mean, really move over Taylor Swift and Nicki Minaj. The, the biggest Twitter feud, the best Twitter feud going that the internet has given oh, us. Those is... two are just nasty to each other. I've Ryan got to say, Reynolds, Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman they amazing. love each other really. And it is so funny <laughs> because they're doing it just to be silly and just ratting on each other. And that's what makes it fun because you know that they're just, they don't mean a word. They do kind of mean a word of it, but they're not doing it to be horrible to each other. They're doing it because they know it's really funny and they're, it's just silliness. Whereas Nicki Minaj and Taylor Swift are just being a, 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 a witch with a different first letter. Yeah. And I don't like that. No, I, I know. Uh, what what uh, Hugh Jackman took this little feud to the next level here this last week where they just recently released movie posters for Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds' new movie, Free Guy. And Hugh Jackman posted a picture of that movie poster and, and, and the caption that said, just one little change to make this movie amazing. And the one little change was they had taken Ryan Reynolds out and put Hugh Jackman into the movie poster. Well, they'd and taken <laughs> his face out and then put his face back in. It was quite funny. Oh, I love it, though. It's amazing what they're did doing. Did you see what then Ryan did? Uh-uh, I didn't see the response to that. Yeah, so he got a the movie poster from The Greatest Showman. 
and he put his face on uh, Hugh Jackman's and it said the greatest aviation ad man. <laughs> I got to try his gin still. <clears throat> and oh, speaking of that, did you see um, that the Peloton girl, there was that ad in America for those in the UK, you probably missed this, but there was this ad in America for a Peloton bicycle, which uh, it's a really high end bicycle where you have an online subscription where you can actually join spin classes from all over the world. And there was all this backlash because apparently a wife, well, a wife was given this bicycle as a Christmas present and it was right. ripped apart uh, because people thought it was sexist. It was chauvinistic, you know, expecting <laughs> your woman to stay in shape. And that's why you're giving this bicycle. No. And, and so it got torn apart. Um, oh, that's all dumb. over the I know. Um, and, and to me, it's like, hey, this poor actress is just doing her job for one, and she's taking flack for being in it. This poor actress is doing her job, and we don't know the backstory. Some no. wives would love this. This is a $2,500 bike. I mean, this is not a cheap bike. And some people just like to stay fit, and that would help them do that. So so I, I kind of take this side of like, look, this is just a husband trying to take care of his wife. But still, Ryan Reynolds jumps in on this. And within 36 hours of all of this viral vitriol going around the internet, he has employed this actress to be in an aviation gin commercial where she's sitting at a bar trying to kind of pick up the pieces of this horrible ad fallout. Her friends are there with her. They hand her a martini. She drinks it and goes, wow, that's really smooth. And so they hand her another one and then it just kind of pans away. So so <laughs> just seeing Ryan Reynolds do this. But she's I, I not love... just drinking them. She is like. Oh, she downed it. She downs them. Yeah, she and her friends it. are sitting there going, Ooh. It's so smooth. You know, that was kind of the whole point of it. Yeah. But, but just the fact that Ryan Reynolds even does this, that he has his pulse like that much on the pulse of America and on social media where he could take what is becoming a really terrible thing and actually make light of it and also hopefully help this actress to not have to deal with it in the way that she was before. Yeah. So, so props to my boy Ryan Reynolds for that because that was, that was really amazing. Now, I mean, because again, it wasn't like the husband was getting her a toilet duck and some rubber gloves. I mean, he was actually getting her something nice. Now, I do see. I don't understand I, I, I that don't because I, I actually think if you bought me a bike like that, now I do need to get into shape. I know that that's 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 apparent to both of us, and it's not something that you know I'm, um, you know, silly about. I do need to get into shape. So if Sean bought me a I would be mad at him for spending £2,500 on an exercise bike, I'll be honest, and then one you have to still pay more out for every month. That would bother me because I'd be like, no, you should not be spending that kind of money on something like that. No, no, no. I can deal with a little £30 thing. That's fine. But I, I, I'm i sorry. As a woman, I, I disagree. I don't have a problem with, you know, if that's what you would kind of ask for for Christmas. And you don't know if she didn't ask for that for Christmas. Well, exactly. And it's the thing as well. You've asked me to encourage you in certain ways and, and by doing certain things. And so for me, it's never, and again, you're, you're not like you're overweight really just, okay. Trash bandy. You guys can look online. She, she's not overweight. She just wants to get things, things trim. And, and, uh, and I try to encourage her and just healthy eating and different things that we do. Um, but, but, you know, as far as like that Christmas gift, I have to admit, I kind of fell afoul to that one year. Uh, for me, it wasn't, I, I wasn't, I don't know where my mind was. I just know that that we didn't have the best appliances in our home. And there was one year I was able to find just an amazing, amazing deal on this this washing machine, a Samsung, super high-end one. I got really cheap. Yeah, but... And I wanted to get you something nice. Now, that wasn't the only thing I got you, of no. course. But it was still this beautiful, amazing machine. That but I did get to turn to my cousin who had really wanted a brand new TV for Christmas and didn't get one. And I got to turn around and say... 
I got a brand new Samsung LED for Christmas. <laughs> and he was really jealous until he found out it was a washing machine. <laughs> but it was a brilliant washing machine. And honestly, it sounds ridiculous. I know that most people think that's the most terrible thing ever. But you do not understand about the fact that I was having to go to the to the what do they the laundromats the laundromat for hours on end to wash all of our clothes with two small children in tow. And these were the ones in America. You can't leave them. You've got to stay there. And there was nothing for the kids to do. There was nothing just even in the vicinity for them to do. So it was like, it was awful. So to get something where I actually had my own washing machine, where I could do the laundry at home and then the kids could still play, I could get on and do other things, was just like so amazing to me that actually I was really blessed by it. And that's just me. But I know some people would be like, oh, my gosh, you got a I, I know. And, and for me, it was something where it's it's more years down the road looking back. I cringe at that because that should have been just a gift aside outside of Christmas, just a household gift, not like a, hey, here's the Christmas present. And again, it wasn't the only thing. But moving on, we've delved way too far down that. So good job, Ryan Reynolds, uh, helping this poor Peloton girl. Is it named Monica something? I saw you read the article. Yeah, I think we, it was. Uh, I, can't, if, I don't if know. If you want to look yeah. it up, that's fine. You can. Um but there, there's a lot, like a lot of movie trailers have been dropped. You want to start in TV or movie right now? Um, can we stick with uh, Ryan Reynolds for a minute? Because you want to talk about that Free Guy trailer? Uh, we can talk about Free Guy trailer, but also uh, last night we watched uh, Six Underground. Yes. Which is a new Netflix movie. Um, Michael which Bay. Literally, I think it only just dropped on Friday. Year twelfth, I think. Yeah. Um. So we sat and watched it last night, and I mean, we were not not going to watch it just because it's Ryan Reynolds and he tends to do stuff that we really enjoy. I'm going to say it wasn't as good for us as the Hitman's Bodyguard, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. There was some real. I mean, it was very gory. Yeah, for a Michael Bay movie, I wasn't expecting the gore fest that it was. I mean, it was gratuitously gory and not like in a fun Kill Bill way. No, it it was in a very graphic head just exploded, body thumping next to you kind of way where holding on to eyeballs with the yeah, dropping them all over the place, blood spurting everywhere. I mean, it was slow mowing stuff down so you can see exactly how someone's getting completely eviscerated. Uh, So so it it was surprising they went that route in a lot of ways. Yeah. um, so, yeah, for, apart from that, there was a lot of bad language. I would really not recommend this for anybody under the age of Six, at least 16. 16 yeah. um, but really funny, really, really fun. I mean, Ryan Reynolds movies are generally really amusing anyway. Um, but it was it was a solid movie. Not, I really not a enjoyed huge it. plot line. I mean, as far as like no. the, there's not much to so it. So basically, Ryan Reynolds is a billionaire. He made this. Um, he well, he made a lot of things. Yeah, he, he made a lot inventor. of things. He, he he did a lot of work with magnets. Um, basically, the the cell phone market and a lot of other things have all used his patents. And he's he's a self made billionaire. Um, and he supposedly dies, though he doesn't. And he seeks out highly specialized and highly trained people who he convinces them. They either have kind of like they've been thought to be dead and then he's kind of like hired them, even though they've everybody else thinks they're dead. Or he finds them and he goes, right, we're going to make it look like you've yeah, been he, killed. He their deaths, so, so basically they're ghosts and he creates this team and they're only allowed to know they're not allowed to know each other's names. They all have numbers. So Ryan Reynolds is There's number one. one. Um, they've got a CIA spook who's an amazing shot. 
Um, there's a doctor. There's a hitman. There's a hitman. Um, there is. You had your driver. Um, you had your you had driver. He's got a sniper. Um, and then you had your parkour guy. Yeah, really crazy the Skywalker, parkour guy. Really, yeah, cool. really crazy parkour guy. Um, really good lineup of actors. It just worked. It was a fun action movie. Um, really serious. I mean, it it got into some serious bits, but it was just an it was an entertaining movie. And I mean, I immediately went to my dad and went, Dad, you need to watch this one. I think you're going to enjoy it. Like I say, I, I can see it's got rewatchability to it. It's just just literally on Netflix. Well worth a watch. But again, do not watch it. Not suitable for families. Older people only. Lots of gore. Um, some sex, but not overly gratuitous, I wouldn't have said. Um, although there is, this, no, I would say it was actually quite gratuitous in places. Um, when the generals are in the hotel room, there's oh, a yeah, lot. Was, yeah. So away, yeah. Um, it's not overtly, but there is some spots of it. Um, a lot of gore, but good action. I mean, it's Michael Bay. You're not going to not find good action in a Michael Bay movie. A lot of stuff explodes. Yeah. Well, it's a Michael Bay movie. That's what you and expect. <laughs> and it is, it is highly amusing. And, and it was the his first Hitman ever guy is just funny. Oh, Javier. Uh, it, it was the first ever. A Michael Bay movie made specifically for a streaming service. Yeah. And again, it was a hundred and fifty plus million dollar budget. So they put, they threw all kinds of money in this thing. I'm not surprised. And, and aviation and, gin appears oh, yeah. quite and, a few and, times. And I laughed because like uh, Ryan Reynolds is sitting at the bar and he's drinking aviation gin. I'm like, shameless, Ryan, shameless. You can't do that. But buddy. he is shameless. He don't care. <laughs> that was great. I though. thought it was brilliant. Um, no, that was great. Uh, and then back to Free Guy. So Free Guy trailer. Oh, it's, it looks amazing. It, I didn't. Looks, I didn't realize it was going to be a Disney movie. I, well, from the produce, I don't think it's Disney necessarily. It's from the production companies that brought us, and then it listed the Disney movies. So I, I, th- I don't think I'm it's not, a Disney. Yeah, it production. kind. I was like, what? Because it doesn't seem a very Disney-like movie to me. <laughs> uh, let me just take a look real um, quick. But anyway, yeah, it looks solid. It's about this guy who his name is Guy. And he gets up every day, big smile on his face, goes to work, gets robbed, you know, and the same thing happens every single day. And it doesn't seem to phase him until one day he's just kind of like, what's going on here? This is just weird. You know, why? Think think the beginning of the Lego movie. Yeah. It's just like (laughs) stuff's going on around him and he's just walking past it. Oh, wait a minute. And the guy goes like flying through the window in front of him. Uh, One day he just has enough and... um, Basically, one of the guys who comes in and robs the bank, um, he ends up killing him. And well, he stands up for himself for yeah, once. Yeah, and he's got his glasses. He puts the the, ba- the guy who's just killed glasses on, and he sees that actually what's going on around him is a video game. So he sees that people are getting kind of like quests to rob the bank or to do this. So it's very much like almost like a Grand Theft Auto style yeah, well, game. Yeah, it's like an MMO. So it is a massive yeah. multiplayer game. Uh, and so he didn't realize that he's just this NPC. He's character. an NPC, yeah. So and then he joins up with another person who basically explains, yes, you're in a video game. and Who that- we think is a real person, though. I think so. Um, And it's then how he then is trying to save the world he lives in from all these bad things going on, I guess. But it looks brilliant. It's Ryan Reynolds Um, again. It's Ryan Reynolds. You know it's going to be a fun movie. Oh, and Taika Waititi's in it. Um, Yeah. And the the ex-boyfriend guy from Stranger Things. I can't think of his name with the hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't think. Yeah. Um, But... 
again, actually, Waiki, uh, Taiko Waikiki's new movie, Jojo Rabbit's coming out, and it's got a brilliant reviews. Uh, really want to see that. It's about a little boy who lives in Nazi Germany, and his imaginary friend is Hitler. That's Played by Takiko uh, Waikiki. Ta- whatever, I yeah. can't think of his Taiko name. Probably. Um, <laughs> but it's it's not done in a in a in a nasty way. Let's put it that way. It it, it does look hilarious though. Well worth a watch. Um, I'm probably going to wait for it on rental more so than actually going to the cinema to watch it. But I've been watching this kind of like the trailers and stuff for a while now, and it does look like it's going to be a brilliant movie. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that one. Uh, moving through a couple different just movie uh, well, items Well, the trailers, what? Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife and Wonder Woman 1984 came out as well. I'll let you get there, but yes. Well, we're just doing trailers. Ghostbusters Afterlife looks way better than I thought it had any right oh, to yeah. look. Um, now this is just Finn Wolfhard playing the same character he played in Stranger Things. It was odd because when I first started watching it, I was like, this looks more like a horror movie than just Ghostbusters. And I wasn't sure. And then when it got to like the middle of it and I was like, oh, now I get it. Like the, and so basically this is a a direct sequel to Ghostbusters three, but 30 years later, they're they're kind of, I mean, Ghostbusters two, sorry, Ghostbusters two, uh, the, the third Ghostbusters, the all-women cast, they're just pretending that one never existed. Now, I hear a lot of people are really upset about that for some reason, and it's like, look, there, there can be multiple universes. Uh, Terminator just came out, and that pretended that three, four, and five never happened. Was there three, four, and five? Yeah, so you had three, and then Salvation and Genesis. It pretended that didn't happen. It's not a big deal. Like, the movie, it still stood for itself. People yeah. did enjoy that that all-female cast Ghostbusters, but it doesn't have to be in the same world, and I think that the movie plays better when it doesn't because they're playing along the lines of it's been 30 years since a ghost was sighted, and, and they discover Ecto-1, and you hear that siren, and the way they build it, they build it really well. Well, it's and because it's got a great I feel. think the, the point is that this family who's moved into this house, um, and it's a mother and her kids... I'm guessing that this is Bill some... Murray's house. I think this has got to be like no. I think it's um it the, not Venkman. The um I can't think Winston? of his name. No, the Egon e- Ray the... Egon Egon the the scientist bloke. He's the one who I passed think away. It's, yeah, I think it's his house. Okay, and because the kids, if you look at them, you're like, wait a minute, they all kind of look a bit like Egon. Okay. So I think they're related to Egon somewhere along the line, and that's why it's all kind of coming to them because they suddenly are able to use these devices and kind of get to what's going on. And then you've got Ant Man himself. Oh, and, Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah, Paul Rudd. And obviously, Paul Rudd's a funny guy. So, now, did you hear a lot of people think that Zool's coming back in this one? Because they show that one clip, the only monster you see is where the, a paw gets slammed down on a car. And it looks very much like those demon dog things in Ghostbusters 1, if you mm. remember that. And so, a lot of people are, are, are rumoring and thinking and teasing that that could possibly be Zool. It was Zool, Maybe. right? Zool? Maybe. Am I saying that but, name right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyway, the the trailer looks good. It looks like a good like re revamp for 20, you know, 30 years on. Yeah. That it does look good. Well, and, and, um, I love the feel. They they give this great feel to the way it, it kind of moves through that trailer and the way it looks like the movie is going to have. Yeah. Um yeah, I like it. And then the Wonder Woman 1984, I'll be honest, after I saw the tra- the movie poster, I was like, no. Absolutely not. I thought the trailer actually looked good. Yeah. I, I like the action. I'm still, and I know I've already had like a, a, a little backwards and forwards uh, on, with, Facebook. on Facebook <laughs> about the fact I really cannot stand this armor. And I know it's true to the comic books, 
but I just don't Come like on, it. You didn't mind Jason Momoa in classic Aquaman armor. Like that that still works. Yeah, but it was... that's not classic Wonder Woman. But it's it, it, it She's is She's been in classic Wonder Woman. And now But this is still classic comic. I don't like it. I know, I know. It just isn't it's just overly gaudy. And I'm sorry, no real like person who's going out onto a battlefield would ever wear something like that. Simply because gold is ridiculously soft, so basically you're not yeah, arming magical yourself. Gold. Come on, this is magic and armor. Secondly, only the king, who was never actually going to fight, would actually have worn that sort of stuff. The others would have worn good, solid armor, so you wouldn't wear this gold, gaudy It's magic monsters. armor. It's, it's infused by stupid. the old Greek gods. I don't like it's... it. No, it's not infused by the Greek gods because... She's the daughter of a Roman god wow. because her name's Diana. It's not. I know you don't like the fact they mis kind of mismatched Greek and Roman mythology. Uh. So, no, I don't <laughs> like the armor. I think it looks stupid. Sorry. I know, but why, why, why do you think people are playing in the 80s right now? Like Stranger Things came out in the 80s, just blew up, did amazing, and now we have Wonder Woman dabbling, and a lot of people are going back to that era right now. And Ready it, Player One. Right, exactly. Like, like it, it, It's an era no, that is No, Ready getting... Player One has been like... If you look at actually when Ready Player One was written, well, it, was it was written was quite before. a while yeah, ago. It was before, but still. And so that's been slowly blowing up. And this this kind of look at the 80s, um, if you listen to the radio, I mean, there's a lot like Sarah Cox does a show that's all about the 80s music because the 80s music was quite definitive, actually. I mean, most people, if they want to listen to something, they basically go back to the 80s stuff. You know, late 70s, 80s music. Well, again, you look at the people that were alive in the 80s that were kids are now those people that are in their 40s with expendable income. And they're the ones that yeah, kind of have a say in Yeah, but they're also the ones stuff. that are, you know, grew up with things like the Transformers, who grew up with things like My Little Pony and and some of those things. And those things, they've carried them on. And now they're getting rebooted because these are the people who have got the money, who, have, you know, who can spend the money. This is the core group of nerds are the people of the eighties. So that's why it's all being kind of brought back because that's kind of triggering heartstrings on these people of, you know, beloved childhoods of the eighties. So probably in another decade, we'll have the nineties getting rehashed then I'm sure. As I think those... we're starting to see that. I mean, with, uh, Captain Marvel, yeah. that rehashed the nineties. I honestly don't think that worked as well. Um, I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I just thought the music, they could have done a whole lot of better music than that, to be quite honest. No, um, definitely. but yeah, I think, I think the uh, the 80s was so iconic, even compared to the 90s, because the 90s, you know, if you look at the iconography, I can't think of the word, um, it's basically grunge. It's very down oh, and yeah. dirty, whereas the 80s was very light, poppy, bright colors. It was colors, hair metal, though. It was all that, like, I mean... Fun, you know, and there were so many things going on. You got the punk, you got the pop, you got the... You know, there were so many different styles just being chucked in the thing. And that was just stuff from everywhere. It was just like a maniacal, weird, just mess. Had but MC it was Hammer fun. making his rise in the late yeah. 80s. Yeah, it, was, it was a chaotic, you know, pop culture time. And it was wonderful. But... Yeah. Well, like you say, that, that was also the rise of, of consoles in the 80s, the yeah. video game consoles. I mean, I know, yes, there were some in the 70s, but really, they, they and so you do have this time of, of change and, and era-defining things happening in the 80s, yeah. which makes it a really good time to go back to. You're right. Um, other trailers you want to hit on? Um, that's it at the moment, I'll be honest. Um, I've got some other movie news, but not trailers that I've been like, oh my gosh, so good. 
Yeah, I mean, movie news I have as well is we now have a, a Keanu Reeves day. This is amazing. So May 21st, 2021 um, has been the date that John Wick Chapter 4 will be released. However, they have now moved The Matrix 4 to May 21st, 2021 as well. So on May 1st, 2021, um, May 21st, 2021, we will have two Keanu Reeves movies. I don't know why they're, they're doing that, but it, it's fun i guess you got two keanu reeves movies go for a double feature i mean that'd be great matrix four and john wick four um okay. so so yeah and the flash movie is now set to premiere on july 1st 2022 so ezra okay. miller has decided to actually stay there was all kinds of issue where he didn't like the script yeah. and was ready to walk away so he presented his own they came to some kind of agreement and so that one's moving forward as well um shazam then, 2's got a oh, I new saw release exactly i was so excited uh, on twitter 2022 um so he'll be back. And the other two things I've got to plead you, Zach, if you ever listen to us, number one, please, please, please give your little child version, Billy, a good kick up the bum because his his kind of like character is so completely different to yours that every time he was in the scene, it kind of just lagged. And then compared to you, and you're supposed to be the same person, it just didn't work. Yeah, he was, so, he was too brooding and moody, and you yeah. were too childlike, which was good, though. But it was almost like there was a little, you both went extreme the other way, a little too far. Yeah, so no, that's number one. And number two, no more horrific horror scenes that scar my children for life. Come on, please. I, I You know, I want to take my kids to the cinema. I want them to give that's her a good time. Fault. Yeah, but you're the you're the the person you know. Well, hold on, the main star. So just say no. After watching no, no. Jingle All the Way again a couple days ago, tell me that Shazam doesn't look like Turbo Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jingle All the Way with Sinbad, and Arnold Schwarzenegger wears this outfit where he looks surprisingly spot on like Shazam. I mean, it, it's uh, it's really funny. Um, so. Shame on you, DC. For although I guess Shazam has been around a lot longer than Turbo Man. Yeah, that's going back to the '30s. Yeah. Um, I think I had a couple other things. Maybe I got them out uh, on movies. Uh, um, well, Power Rangers movie is set for another reboot. I, unless it I has James Vanderbeek and Katie Sackhoff again. I know, then. but I just I don't get it because I actually kind of like the new one. I thought it was really good. Um, I like where they went with it. I think there were some things they could fix, but. I think it was a it was a good solid reboot for this generation, um, but uh, just a little little thing over the top of that. Do you know um, Saban who did the Power Rangers? Who said that the toys that made us was it from all all of that? Uh, yeah, well, they, I'll tell you about the toys that made us in a minute. Um, but he actually before he started making the Power Rangers, his main job was to write TV theme tunes. And he wrote the theme tune for Inspector Gadget. So that do 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 Inspector Gadget do 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 do. That was him. He okay. created that and a load of other like really famous teeth. And that was all he did. It was and then theme songs. He really loved the Power Rangers from this the, the the Japanese version. Wanted it over here, and he was the one who did it. So that's why it's is it Heim Saban's Power Rangers? I don't know. Anyway, but that's what he did before he became massive with the Power Rangers. Oh, that's there cool. you go. 
Oh, that's really cool. Um, if, if we're going to just touch one more thing on movies, then in the biggest non-story of the week here that still somehow made a story, uh, Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, invited Martin, Martin Scorsese to dinner in the wake of his comments that Marvel movies aren't r- actually cinema. You saw all that happen a few weeks ago. So just this last week or last couple of days, Iger invites Martin Scorsese to dinner to discuss this for some reason. Um, but, but I mean, they're just going to eat some steak, have a bottle of wine, share pleasantries, and then politely Bob Iger will remind Martin that this is Disney's world and everyone else is just living in it. So just suck it up and move on. I mean, that, that's all it's going to be. That's what's going to happen in that meeting. Like, I mean, yes, Martin, you, you're a legend, but this is not your world anymore. No. And now moving on. That, that was it. I mean, it was, it was just they're going to have dinner and somehow that made news. So just in case you okay. wanted to know what was happening with that. Nice. Now you know. Um, I know exactly the battle. One G. last I thing. Um, apart, f- yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to... Dune's release date has been pushed back just a little bit to the 18th of December next year. Massive cast. Um, but one thing that I do want to just touch on before we head out of movies. It's the drink bottle. I'm so no. sorry. It's making a funny noise. Um, Star Wars Saga for the uh, Skywalkers ends this Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got the last Sky, um, you know, the Rise of Skywalkers coming out, um, and we've had this amazing, episodic, you know, thing that started in 1977 with the Skywalkers with the New Hope, and it's changed the face of movies forever. Now, whether you are a big fan of Star Wars or if you are not, you know, the reason we have the special effects we have today is thanks to George Lucas because of industrial lights and magic. The reason we have the sound quality we do today is because of Skywalker sound, which created THX and those sort of things. The reason we have a lot of the movies that you enjoy, whether you like Star Wars or not, is because of George Lucas. Now, this is a man who's really never been recognized by the film industry. Really, really not because of the work he's done. And whether you think, oh, the first three were brilliant and the rest are rubbish and blah, 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 it doesn't matter. These are movies that have have delighted children and adults alike for the past 30 plus years, nearly 40 years. And this is a man that's never, ever, ever been given an Oscar, you know, or even a Lifetime Achievement Award, he, he really, will, by the Film Academy. I'm sure he award. will. He will get that. But you know what? At the final part of the Skywalker saga, something that's ending, you know, this nine episode plus all the other tv shows and everything else and i know it will still keep going on i just want to say george lucas whether you listen to this or not thank you thank you for what you've done for cinema because without you we wouldn't see half the things we do and you deserve our thanks yeah my little salute to him (laughs) sorry no you got teary um, no, she did. I mean, well, Star Wars is such a big part of your childhood, watching it with your dad when you were little growing up and, and then just staying with those characters and growing with those characters. Yeah. Uh, it's been just an amazing ride for a lot of people, millions, tens and hundreds of millions of people worldwide uh, can just really relate their childhood to Star Wars and relate their adulthood to Star Wars and the characters and um, and they're plastered all over our walls and in many places. So, yeah. Um, last couple things for movie. Uh, Ronda Rousey is confirmed as She-Hulk, although I don't think that's movie. I think that's going to be for the Disney Plus service. But Ronda Rousey as She-Hulk. Um, yeah. Cool. And, and that that's it for movies for me. Uh, I got lots of TV news I'm excited about. 
Um, so going back to The Toys That Made Us, we've got season three of The Toys That Made Us come out on Netflix, okay. which was brilliant. It did My Little Pony, Power Rangers, Turtles and Professional Wrestling. Um, three brilliant episodes. Really enjoyed mm. all of them. I was a little bit like, really, do we have to have a professional wrestling one? That doesn't sound very exciting. But WWE, actually, yeah. I'll be honest, WWE. they're just such great documentaries anyway. They're just interesting. And then without any kind of like fanfare... I was on Netflix the other day and found the movies that made us. So they've done a different version about the first, oh. all these movies. So season one covers Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters and Die Hard. Wow. Now, I've only watched Dirty Dancing and half of Home Alone so far. But again, just really, really cleverly done documentaries that don't feel like so much like a documentary. I know some people are like, eh, documentaries don't like them. But... They're really interesting. And especially if you've got any love of, you know, the toys, if you grew up in the 80s sort of thing and, and those sort of toys were like, oh, that was what I grew up with. Watch them. They're brilliant. It's just really interesting to find out some of these things. Uh, the Power Rangers episode, that's where I found out about Haim Saban's, you know, like how he did writing, think, yeah. you know, to theme tunes. I mean, who'd know that? Well, and then the one that's getting rave reviews as well is the one day at Disney where they follow a different worker in Disney. It's on it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, and it's an ongoing series as well where, where it's just it's the same kind of thing where you, if you if you love these things, you get great behind the scenes looks at how things are made, how things are done, how things almost didn't get made and think and, and all things along those lines. So so they are really fun and, and interesting to watch if uh, you've run out of binging other things oh, on yeah. all your services. And uh, coming up this Friday. Uh, we've just got the final trailer. Netflix, it's just a powerhouse at the moment. It's just like, I don't care about Disney Plus. I don't care about any of these other things. Now we've got The Witcher coming out yeah, on Friday. Oh and the trailers look so good. Henry Cavill, yes. Oh my gosh, so really, excited really about well, that. Well, did you see Netflix just dominates the Golden Globe Awards? They 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 have, 17, oh they have 17 nominations. Uh, HBO is second with 15, but the, the, the major networks, Fox, NBC, ABC, and CBS, mm -hmm. not a single Golden Globe nomination. It's going to the streaming services. Uh, Hulu is up there. Amazon's up there. And this just shows this massive shift, again, in the way in which we're consuming and, and where yeah. the quality uh, shows are. And, and, not, and not that there's no quality shows on the major networks anymore, but as far as the cream of the crop, they're on streaming services. Like, who would have thought this 10 years ago that you'd have Netflix, Hulu, and HBO, which is really HBO Go has its own streaming platform, would just dominate where people are watching movies and watching shows. Yeah. And it's, uh, so, I mean, Netflix getting it done. Now, people were disappointed that Mandalorian wasn't nominated for Disney+. Plus. Uh, they just didn't quite follow the rules on what constituted a show that could be nominated mm. and didn't have enough minutes of the show out by the time the deadline. So yeah. it's it's possible that one makes it next year yeah. uh, and Disney Plus gets a few that way. But um, Apple Plus actually got a nod for one as well uh, for, the, for the morning show. Oh, OK. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, the uh, Amazon uh, Prime. Uh, they just released uh, the Grand... The, I think it's the final season of the Grand Tour. And what's nice about this, they're actually doing feature-length episodes for the entire lot. Because I've got to say, much as I love Top Gear, and I, I, I loved Top Gear back in the day, um, I really love the episodes where they, they went out into the middle of nowhere had bought these ridiculous vehicles that all of them chose different things and they're falling and had apart to drive the time, yeah. yeah they had to drive ridiculous amounts over you know no roads and and all these different sort of things and 
that's basically what they're going to be doing for these feature left episodes. And the first one's called the Grand Tour Seamen because they've all had to buy boats nice. in Cambodia, which is hilarious because where they start, there should be kind of like so much more water than there is and there's hardly any water. So basically they dump their boats in this lake that you could walk in because it's so shallow and it's all just chugging up mud. It's hilarious. It's it's just what, you know, these three guys, James May, um, Hammond, and Hammond and Clarkson, it's basically them at their best. Well, that's just why being I... ridiculous, stupid, you know, pulling pranks on each other the whole time, you know, um, and just watching them in and some brilliant scenery and just getting some really actually Clarkson really comes alive because he knows quite a lot of um, history, real good history about Cambodia and Vietnam. And he's just he's like it's, it's a really good experience of some stuff that I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Um, well, one of my favorite episodes was when there are a couple episodes where they're going across South America, you know, and then those yeah, and the, yeah. their cars and they're having to go across rivers and rafts and all kinds of weird stuff. And they go to altitude yeah. and their cars break down. I mean, actually, even Heezy came and sat on the sofa and he's like, oh, are you watching those three again? I said, yeah, do you want to watch? He's like, yeah. And he sat there and he was giggling away. I mean, he's nine years old and he's just laughing his head off. Um, and then we watched one from the previous season where they basically get dropped in... Um, where are the Himalayas? I'm Nepal. I think it's Nepal. Um, these three crates get dropped in the middle of this massive, just kind of flat bit of land. And when they open them up, it's basically they've dropped them this car, but it's every single piece they need to build this car. <laughs> plus seven days worth of rations. Some assembly required. Brand new yeah. car. Some assembly yeah, there's required. no, it's not, none of it is assembled. Um, of course, Clarkson doesn't know how to build a car. James May and Hammond do, and they're just fighting the whole time. So they're building this thing and they leave Clarkson to basically set up camp and make the food. And Clarkson's basically going through and eating stuff that's not, you know, not telling them that it was actually there and then ruining the food all the time. So they're completely nutly starving. And then they find out there's no beer or anything else for the next seven days. <laughs> so they're not particularly happy. And it was quite funny, actually. They finally get this car together. And it was really good car, actually, apart from the fact the first time they they get like like take off, they realize they've put the the steering on wrong. So when they turn the wheel left, they go right and then they have to that change would be it like impossible. Yeah, well, they changed it. Um, I guess it wouldn't be. And then when it goes up hills, it does like little bunny hops. So it's like it doesn't actually drive up the hill. It hops up the hills. What's really funny. It's a brilliant episode. Anyway, uh, well worth a watch. It's called The Grand Tour Seaman. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, like I say, there's supposed to be just feature length episode after feature length episode. If they're as good as the first one, it's going to be a brilliant series. And if it's the way they're going out, then, you know, all power to them because it is really good. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think Clarkson should just punch the producer again and, and go start a show somewhere else. It'd be good. Yeah, well, I think they've all just, they've kind of gotten to the point where they've had enough. Well, and they're, they're all kind of old. They've been doing this for, what, 20 years now? I mean, it's, plus. it's I mean, 20 plus years on Top Gear, and I, I still consider this Top Gear. This is just Top Gear Mark II. You know, it, it's, it's all it really is. Yeah, um, I, know, I know. It's not like the new Top Gear is bad, because I've actually, I've seen a few episodes of it. It's not as engaging, I'm not going to lie, because you just, you, you kind of just want the boys back. Yeah. But... It is quite funny. It, with, with it Paddy, is okay. Guys, yeah, Paddy yeah. McClintock and I can't remember the other two guys, but it is it's good. It's just 
you kind of go, eh. Yeah. It's not it's not the originals, you know, they they have good chemistry, but it's not to the level of what they used to get up to, and that's what made it funny. And, and that's the thing. When people hear Top Gear, they always associate Clark Hammond and May. Yeah. And, and so when you're trying to live up to that, it's, it's almost like they should have just relaunched it as something else if they wanted to keep it going. Yeah. Uh, because then it, it's not directly trying to compete with what it was. And, and that's that, that's just what makes it really hard, is, yeah. is that it'll never be that without those three. Um, the last bit of uh, TV news I've got is the UK this Christmas is finally getting the um, terrestrial TV uh, premiere of Star Trek Discovery. And I was really annoyed because I read somewhere and I was trying to find the article I was reading. I didn't know if it was in the Radio Times or somewhere else. There was a reviewer, uh, quite a well-known one, I can't remember his name, who said it wasn't very good. He ripped it apart. You were reading that review to me and he was ripping Discovery apart. And you know what? I say to you, sir, I don't know what your name is. I don't know where I read it, but you have no taste. You are not a nerd, and I will boo you like a pantomime villain. Boo! Because you're wrong. <laughs> it was a brilliant series. It was probably the best Star Trek series I have ever seen. And I really mean that, 100%, since watching it and being like shocked as a child watching the original series and being kind of like overawed by it. I liked Deep Space Nine. I loved Voyager. And the brand new movies, I mean, I still go back and watch the original ones because they're they're amazing. I love the new reboot ones that J.J. Abrams done, but this is seriously the best Star Trek series I have ever seen. It is clever. It is well written. Its acting is amazing. The front, you know, are just stunning all across the board. You know, you know, and it may be one of the, the best it's ever been. I, I'm not, I'm not going to stamp it with that though, but I, but I will, I, I will say that the people that are booing this are the same people that constantly have issues when, you know, the next star Wars comes out and they boo it because it just doesn't meet up to what the original was. You know, things evolve, things change, but that movie was still, that series is still great. The series is well done, well written, well, yeah. a- amazingly well acted. Yeah. And so for, for somebody to come in and just rip it apart, I don't get I say it. boo I, I can't, to you, sir. I, I, I don't really don't get that. And, yeah. and no, you're wrong. They should just Sorry, move on you're from wrong. Reviewing. So that's that's all my uh, movie. I've got a little bit in games, but um, if there's anything else you've got, I, I just have two wonderful bits of, of random news that are okay. just that are just wonderful. Um, now you play fantasy football. You are English, but you understand American football a little bit enough to yeah. Now, do you know who Matthew Barry is? He, he's a writer for ESPN that, that really just, just picks apart fantasy and gives recommendations. He does a lot. I, I know the name, yeah. Uh, and he was introduced to uh, this guy named Joe that wanted to meet him, who played fantasy football as well. And, and so when he, the guy that he knew that introduced him to Joe found out it was Joe Rousseau um, that was heavily <laughs> into fantasy football. And the league that he's playing in is, is like a who's who of Marvel people. I mean, so you, you have a, a dozen Marvel stars. Think of the top Marvel stars, and they're probably playing. And so there's this fantasy football league with Joe Russo and that Matthew Berry's playing with them as well. And then like a who's who of Marvel. Okay. Um, that would just be amazing. Just the fact that Joe Russo is into that and plays that and is part of fantasy football. Like I would die to be in a league like that where I'm playing against, hey, hey, Chris Evans, do you want to trade Mahomes for, you know, so well, it doesn't matter. Like you're just, the people you're trading with and playing against are all of your favorite Marvel people. That's pretty awesome. And Joe and Anthony Russo. Okay. So, and then second, and and this is really the best. Um, This has got to be the best. Now, Alexa has a new voice. You can actually find, um, I'm not sure if this is uh, one of, oh, what do you call it? The, 
the things where you do something. Easter skills. Eggs? Alexa skills. All right. Um, so you have different things that you can have Alexa do, different things you can add to what they do. Um, and, and there's a new voice. Please tell me it's GLaDOS. It's not GLaDOS. Oh, you, you, you mentioned the Hitman's bodyguard earlier. Oh, no. They Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, is it child friendly? <laughs> I don't know, but I hope it's not because do you remember that book he wrote, that bed bedtime yes, children? Go, go the F to sleep. And I just, I, I can hear Alexa cussing us out, you know, when we ask for something. But it's Samuel L. Jackson's voice. So I've got to figure out how to get that. I just saw it. I'm not sure if it's actually been released yet or not, but that, that's something that I must have. Samuel L. Jackson yeah. as my Alexa. I, I, I really want it, but at the same time, I don't want my children hearing Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson cussing them out every time. Like you ask, you know, maybe you have to call it Samuel. Samuel, what's this? You think I got time to answer your questions, you know, and it adds a couple expletives in there and... and yeah, he always thinks it's, uh, Sean always thinks it's funny because when I ask um, Alexa to turn on the lights in the living room because she, she controls our lights and everything, um, I always say thank you. And he's like, why would you do that? I'm like, because if she decides to become Skynet or something, at least, I've been, <laughs> at least I've been polite to her and she won't think of me back. When the computers <laughs> rise up, I have been kind to you. Read the records. It's been recorded. I know it has. Look, I'm nice. I'm nice to you. I promise. I, yeah she freaks me out yeah okay <laughs> so lastly game news um i know you've got a little bit i just want to touch on the the new season of the dawn i uh, in destiny 2 i know we were all a bit worried about it because mercury is everybody i think's least favorite destination and uh the uh osiris um season was pretty naff let's just all face that that was the low point of Destiny yeah too. it was um and so season of the dawn is all back to mercury and i think everybody was a little bit oh this is gonna suck it's not gonna be any good actually so far it's been pretty good fun um it's not it is based on mercury but the nice thing is is that we've got to go and set up these um what do they call obelisks. them obelisks um, in all different places all over the solar system. So you're not stuck. Um, whereas um, Forsaken, uh, not Forsaken, what was the new one? Um, Shadow Keep was, you were on the moon a lot. Um, although you do spend some time on Mercury, you're mostly going to the, um, the EDZ and other places. So it's really good fun because you get to go and see these other places and kind of do stuff there. So you're not having to be stuck on Mercury. You now have access to sparrows on Mercury, which is amazing. Yeah. Finally, we can jump on our sparrows on Mercury, which is great because mine's a broomstick and it looks awesome. It looks like she's playing Quidditch. It does. All it's the time. awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, and the um, the sundial is actually good fun. Um, we've only run it. I've only run it once. A I don't know if times. you've run it a yeah, couple of times. It, it, it's, it's, it's just like uh, if you have played Destiny 2, you'll know the menagerie. It's, it's very similar to that, but some new it's mechanics. It's kind of like and... a menagerie cross with the well. Yes. I think that's kind of like the closest thing I can kind of point to it. It is really good fun. The idea of it, it's, it's well thought out. Um, it's a nice sort of fire team sort of experience. It is matchmaking, so you can go in with your own fire team or, you know, they'll pair you up and match you up. Um, but it actually was quite good fun. And it was, I mean, obviously it's quite difficult the first few times you play it because until you've actually got your light levels up, you know, it's going to be more difficult and then it gets easier as your light level goes up. Um, but it was enjoyable. Yeah. And so far I haven't really found anything. I've been like, oh, I can't be bothered to play this or don't want to play this. Um, 
And everybody I'm talking to that has come back to Destiny after being away for a while is saying this is the best they've felt Destiny to feel so far. As far as just the meta, the weapons, the PvP, the PvE, the quests, the way it's set up. Uh, right now, if you're not playing Destiny 2, it's a great time to get into it. It's a lot easier to get into it as yeah. well. Uh, the base game is free. You just buy the expansions if you want it, or it can be a free-to-play game if you've been able to, to download it. I think... I can't remember if it's still free, the, ba the base level. Um, I think so. I think the base game is still free, though. Uh, it, and it's just and it's only ten dollars a season or eight pounds a season for the for if, if you want the content and for that price you're getting you're getting your money's worth and more yeah. um, and so, the nice so really thing good. is is this tuesday which is the the reset every single week oh, um, it's the dawning isn't it it's the, the dawning yeah. and it's amazing because we get to bake cookies yeah, you, and have our little sleighs back so i've got my little sleigh ready so i can go and deliver my cookies and give glimmer out to people which is amazing um, we to give some backstory on that, there, there are sparrows you can ride, which are like little like pod racers, and there's one that's a sleigh, like Santa's sleigh that you can awesome. ride as well. It's so much fun. Um, so basically, Eva Levant is going to come back to the tower. She comes uh, about four times a year, I think. For all the different events. Yeah. Um, and this one, she has you bake cookies, which then you can go and give to people, and they turn into power-ups and stuff. Uh, it's like little quest lines. It's really good fun. Um, if you bake enough of the cookies by doing certain things, um, you get some um, really cool gear out of it. Um, it's just two weeks of just Christmassy nonsense. It's a lot of fun. Um, you still got all your cool Destiny stuff, but you get to bake some awesome cookies and then hand them to people and get some rewards for it. And it's just a fun little kind of like nice Christmassy thing that Destiny 2 does. And I really enjoyed it last year. This year, it's really good fun. So if you haven't started playing, you want something to start playing, have a go. It's really good fun. Again, always look for Tasmanian Flea and Techno Sugar. You can find us. We're always ready and up for playing. Well, how can they get a hold so, of us if they just want to contact us? Uh, you can come and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Geek UG. At The Geek UG. And we are, we're, I mean, we, if we get messages, we respond to them. We, you know, we've always got... Um, kind of devices on us so we're pretty quick to you know to reply we're happy to talk to you if you've got stuff you want to talk to us about if you've got questions or anything else come and have a chat with us seriously yeah. we're happy to talk to you we play on playstation 4 so if you um have a playstation 4 and uh you want to search us up again it's techno sugar it's t-e-k-n-o sugar and tasmanian flea with a z with a t-a-z m-a um Look us up, friend us. We're happy to do that. And then um, we're happy to play with you and do stuff. And I haven't raided. So if you want to raid, I want to raid. Desperately want to raid. And, and, haven't gotten and, to and raid again, we, we always want to make ourselves available to you. Uh, we, we know that there are a lot of people struggling and need someone to talk to. And we've, we've always tried to make ourselves available to that. If you, if you need someone to talk to, if you need to vent, if you have questions, if you just want to know there's someone out there that they can talk to you, please, please reach out to us. Please um just find us because we know what it's like to try to to battle these things alone and it's never good yeah we've we've been really sean and i've both been really blessed that you know we've had each other for the past nearly 15 years and um that has been a blessing but we've you know we've both been experienced with um, and have gone through you know depression anxiety and all these different things we know what it's like we know we've been there um, I've battled with addiction for um, a good proportion of my life. And it's, you know, it's something that 
I'm honest, by God's grace and with Sean's support, I've been able to get through. So there's, you know, we do understand we're not just kind of like people who just go, oh, you can come talk to us. We haven't got a clue what you're talking about there and we just don't know. We really do. We're, you know, we're out there. We'd love to chat to you. If you want to get hold of us again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, The Geek UG, we're on there. We're happy to talk to you. Um, and if you're alone this Christmas, then you know what? Hey. We're here. <laughs> we're at home. We're happy to play. <laughs> Just, you know, give us a shout. We're, you know, don't be alone on Christmas. We'll come and join you on, you know, the PlayStation and, you know, play games and whatever. We don't mind. Yep. Heck no, we don't mind. Just let us know. But there's, you know, if if you are alone or if you need somebody, just let us know because we can, we'll find there's loads and loads of good ministries and things out there that we can point you in the right direction to. Um, if you need counseling, stuff like that, we've got you know, resources that we can point you in the direction of if we can't help you ourselves. Yeah. So if you've got something you want to say, if you, if you've got a problem or anything else, we're here. We really, we really do care and Absolutely. we are here for you. Absolutely. I'm going to finish up just with a quick video game, but as well, I think you're done then. Yeah, I've got everything. The Xbox X just released some specs, uh, a couple pictures out there. If you haven't seen it yet, the new Xbox, which has been codenamed Scarlet for a while now, has shown us a little bit more about it. So it's a really interesting console compared to typical consoles that you have. It has a six by six inch footprints and then it's 11 inches tall. So it's kind of like this rectangle box shaped thing. Looks pretty cool. And it's it's set to reach, um, let's see here. I've got some specs here. Uh, 60 frames per second at 4K resolution, which really has only been able to been hit by really top-end gaming PCs. Okay. And if Xbox can come through and hit 60 frames per second at 4K ultra resolution, it, it's going to be pretty amazing. But people are then expecting the price tag to be at or north of about $600, so 500 pounds probably and up. Well, I mean, if you look at some of the, the Xbox no, X... No, I know. Um, it's supposed to be, I think I read double... The processing speed of the Xbox X, um, and this is the uh, Xbox Series X, so it's a little bit different. Or Xbox One X, I think, is what the old Xbox was. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, it's coming soon. They're 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 getting ready to release this guy. I don't have a date on it yet, but again, don't expect it to come out cheap. It, it'll be, but I mean, this is this is going to be be able to match just about any top-end gaming PC out there in terms of the graphics and what it can provide, whereas you've always been a step behind PCs if you're a console player, whereas Xbox is finally trying to get you to where you're on an even, even kind of ground, even footing with, with everything else that's out mm. there. So that's all. Cool. Stumbled through that last bit, but I got there. <laughs> Stumbled through that, but I got there. So yeah. again, know that we are here. If you need to reach out, we are always going to be available. You can always contact us at the Geek Underground. Uh, follow us if you like as well. We put out random bits and, and uh, get little bits of mental health and just fun pop culture stuff all the time. But, you know, yeah, check us out. And we wish you a very merry and dirty Christmas. We're going to try to get one more out before Christmas, I think. Well, I know, but still, it's the Christmas season. It is. So we're wishing you a very merry, nerdy Christmas. And we'll have our ABCs of 2019 uh, right in the beginning of January. And our predictions. How many of our predictions actually came true? Hey, I was really close on the amount of money the Avengers would make in the opening weekend. Mm, that was good. 
It was really good. Well, I, we need I, to look at it and then see what I we did. I called the billion-dollar opening weekend, and it was something you like did. $950 million. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Whereas, what, has there been 20 movies ever to hit a billion, and me saying it'll hit it in the opening weekend, and it just about did? Yeah. <laughs> very true, very I true. I was close. I was so close. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, guys, uh, we love having you. Thank you so much for... for uh, just taking the time to, to join us because I know there's plenty of listening choices out there, plenty of things that are vying for your attention. And the fact that you're here really means a lot to us. So have a great day. Merry Christmas. We'll hopefully get one more episode in before Christmas. So uh, just, just check our feed and you should find us, but don't forget to be awesome because you are. And be unique. Bye. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.